everybody, my name is Blue. Welcome or welcome back to B and B Anime. I am here with my uh uh, uh You didn't think it through this time, did you? I didn't no, I, I didn't think it through at all. I'm here with with Brad. He is my co-host, and I cannot think of an adjective for him. How about best intro artist for the podcast ever? Yeah, no, I think I I am the reigning queen of that title. You could have best outro. No, 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 no. I have crunched the numbers. I have done the math. And last week's best intro. You know, I have a feeling that most people will probably agree with you, considering <laughs> I mess it up every week. <laughs> no, no, you, you do fine. You do fine. Oh, thank you. I do appreciate it. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about A Whisker Away, but before we jump into that, how are you doing there, Mr. Brattle Doodle Dandy? I'm doing great. I have got to spend a lot of time with puppies, so my life is absolutely grand. I have nothing to complain about. Sakura is already going to be very loved, and I can't complain. Whatsoever. So cute. What about you? How have you been? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Our uh, baby Robin (laughs) update, uh, they are no longer with us. We had two fly off uh, day before yesterday and the last two flew off today. They are all grown up and have have fled the nest. Fled the nest? Left the nest. I hope they didn't flee. Um. (laughs) (laughs) They have fled. They, They were scared. You scared them. Oh no, that's sad. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, they've left the nest um, right on time, all four of them. Uh, mm. At first we thought there were two, then we thought, thought that there were three, and finally we realised there were actually four of them. Um, and yeah, they're all gone now. We've oh. left the nest, yeah, we've left the les- nest as is, um, so if they wish to return for whatever reason, they can do so. But yeah, we've had a a full... Litter? What a full hatchlings? What what's a plural of baby birds? I I don't know. Are they a flock? A f- are they a f- flock? But Robin's a solitary. I have no clue. Maybe maybe the I tried to go for a Batman joke because of Batman and Robin, and my brain just died trying to come up with something quickly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I tried, though. The, the thought was there. I get, I get an A for effort and an E in execution. <laughs> Why is it A for effort if it's an E? Effort. An A for effort. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I've always been confused by that, but that's because I'm I've always been one to question the English language because of how bullshit it is. Well, I assume it's probably not to do with a language thing and is purely just to do with oh you did really you really did good effort. That was a fantastic sentence. Let's quote that one, put that one on a t shirt. I am, you really I did am good pleased. effort. Um <laughs> I will make sure it goes on a t shirt since I'm no. in charge of that. No, <laughs> Not that we have any t-shirts yet for, for anything. Um, one day, maybe. One day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I assume it's probably just a, a pure grade ranking that the people then tease about being a letter relation. I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't know, because I've never heard anybody say B for effort or C for effort. It's always been A for effort. <laughs> and we all know so. that not everybody tries their best. Yeah. No. Nah, look at me. 
Just kidding. Just I always kidding. I always work my ass off at being as lazy as humanly possible. <laughs> well, you know, that is a reason I think was it Bill Gates who said hire someone who's lazy, not someone who's smart because they'll find the quickest way to do something or something oh, along yeah. those lines. Like you'll always find the like the quickest way to do something just so you can do less work. Yep. Accurate. Absolutely. So that's that's my motto in life. Sometimes, maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to... I'm not... I, I can speak. <laughs> Who needs to speak? We don't need speaking. No, no. We, we totally don't do this whole two, two and a half hour recording of nothing but speaking. No. 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 Podcasts? Psh. Who needs that? Who needs that? Nobody needs those. No. No, no absolutely not. I think I'm going to sneeze. No. Am I? Oh, this is a tease. Oh. No, I am not going to sneeze. No, well, look, looky there. Yeah, there we go. That is that is my official news update. <laughs> How are you? I'm not going to sneeze. Um, yay? Yeah, yay? <laughs> Question mark? Um, but yeah, what else has been going on in your life? Anything in particular? Um, I'm stopping streaming. That's about it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's literally the only, like, big life update that I have that I haven't talked about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's been been a fun six years on the platform. I don't know if it's going to be permanent. I think it's more than likely just going to be the probably at least through the end of the year unless i decide to do a pop-up stream here or there if i mm-hmm. if i'm like gaming casually with friends and just want to stream but i don't know i've been extremely busy and i just want to take my time and effort and throw it into things that are gonna in some shape form or fashion try to like better my future i guess mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah because i don't know streaming's always been a passion and it's always been fun but it's not necessarily as fruitful as other projects can be yeah, and it's not it's not furthering my career with where I'm wanting to go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm I'm sad to see it go, but at the same time, since I've been neglecting it so much here lately, it's been like throwing my anxiety into a tiz. Mm-hmm. So finally, just being able to just say, "Look, I'm done for now," has kind of put my heart and my mind at rest. Mm-hmm. With yeah. things to where I don't like, I'm not sitting anxious because I'm like, I'm not streaming, but I'm also not doing anything. I'm neglecting. Oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I will say that streaming puts a weird um, stress level, I think, on your shoulders more than video producing. Because for, like, videos, if you upload an hour late, people's days aren't really affected by it. Whereas streaming, you become part of people's regularly scheduled program, you know? (laughs) Like, you, Mm -hmm. you become that, like, oh... Like your nan watching EastEnders every week at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Or and I don't know. I don't know an American equivalent to that. Um, uh, is there anything on daytime television? Anything on daytime TV, yeah. <laughs> um, it becomes like that. You kind of become like that to, to people. You become their, their part of their habit, their everyday routine. And if you miss a day or if you are late for whatever reason or you have, you know, technical difficulties and can't like stream or whatever, you feel like responsible <laughs> for mm. ruining people's days. And it is very stressful to, to maintain that. Um, and it's very... Um, comparison thing 
Uh, you're always comparing yourself not just to yourself, but also to other streamers. You're comparing yourself to previous numbers of other streams. Uh, it's very draining. It's a very draining job. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it kind of, it became, I guess, worse after I got affiliated. Because after people like started subbing and being able to give money, I felt very like responsible or like just like the need to stream just yeah, because I didn't want their yeah I didn't want their money to go to waste and that's why I like hand drew all my emotes and everything because I wanted it to try to be special and mm-hmm. just try to make it worthwhile but whenever it came right down to it it's just like I can't dedicate the time that I would like to to it because of everything else going on and with mm-hmm. Me going to be getting Sakura here in about four weeks from the time of recording. It's just like, I feel, I don't know, like, I'm sad to see it go. I'm sad to see, like, six years or six and a half years probably, by the or close to six and a half years by the time I'm done come to an end. But it's, mm-hmm. been, it's been fun, but I'm excited to move on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah bittersweet feeling I feel like um as one of your viewers um it it, because like obviously I'm gonna be working with you on this and on hopefully other projects in the future as well um and I know that you have a lot of plans for a lot of exciting stuff coming in the future so it is all good things that are coming but it's definitely a closing of a chapter um for you and for and for all of your viewers it is um I'm a sappy little bitch (laughs) I am such a sappy little bitch. Anime has done this to me, damn it. I didn't used to be like this until I watched July in April, and then life has just went downhill I'm from there. <laughs> oh, that's it. But yep, yeah, accurate. <laughs> accurate. Um. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I'm, I guess I'm glad that I kind of broke through my emotional shell with everything, but now I'm like, damn it, why do I cry? <laughs> just more in tune with your emotions. I mean, you're right. Yeah, it's better than bottling it up. <laughs> that is true. I used to be really bad about that, and then I would explode, and that's that's no fun. Yeah. Uh, I kind of was like that. Uh, still kind of am. I don't necessarily bottle things up. I just kind of become numb to them, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel. Like, I still get like that sometimes, too. It's like mm. my... But it's more or less like with my depression. Like, whenever yeah. it hits now... And especially here lately, like whenever it hits, it's like I become like dead to the world and everything else around me. Yeah. It's like I it's like I'm not even able to just find like a place to be able to leave and shut off. It's just like I immediately shut off right where I'm at. Yeah. And I, I have to too. try to deal with it there. So it's I I feel you. Yeah. I I'm very good at um <laughs> this is getting into a nice subject right here. Um no, but I'm very good at appearing perfectly fine uh but feeling nothing Mm -hmm. and almost like sociopathically like um mirroring emotions like portraying emotions but not actually feeling anything i i know Mm -hmm. that that's how i deal with grief specifically um is i don't deal with it (laughs) which is Mm -hmm. not not healthy at all uh but yeah i i will not deal with it not deal with it not deal with it when everyone else has kind of gotten through their emotions then, like, months, years later, that's when I start the process of grieving. But, like, I have, like, this huge time period beforehand where I just have to get through daily life and I don't really feel anything. I don't know. 
Well, for me, I'm like kind of similar in that, in that I'll never, like, I can't go to funerals and like cry there. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not that kind of person because I'm, it's like we talked about before. Like, I'd always want to be that person that can kind of like bring people up Mm -hmm. no matter how down I am. And that, so like, even now, like at work and whatnot, and especially for like the past few weeks, like I've just been, I'll never go to work and act like anything's wrong. Like I'll mm-hmm. just always try to be myself because I don't want, I don't want anybody worrying about me or anything else that I have going on. So it's just like go 110% and then whenever I'm by myself, then deal with everything I got going on. Because mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, like I try never to show emotion or at least like negative emotions whenever I'm around other people and especially like friends and family and whatnot. So my alone time is kind of where I'm able to just deal with it. So I don't necessarily wait like long periods of time. Sometimes I have, but like typically I just wait till I'm alone and able to deal with it then and then just let it out. Yeah, I have trouble letting it out. (laughs) Well, there's a mosquito. You're just, no. What is it with you and mosquitoes here lately? <laughs> There's so many. It's been so, so wet here in Canada uh, this summer. I've never experienced a summer as wet as this summer here in Canada. And I've been here nearly 12 years at this point. Um, well, mate, I swear every time that like I hear anything from you, it's like, there's a storm brewing. Honestly, yeah, there's been at least one every week since the beginning of summer. And it's, I've never experienced this before. Alberta is known for being at times drier than the Sahara Desert. Like it is not a wet place. But this summer is odd. Everyone's talking about it. It's like, nobody knows what's happening. Why it's storming? Because we normally get a couple of storms. Towards the end of summer, you know? But this is odd. It's odd. The weather. The weather is behaving very strangely. And hey like man, it- you gotta you gotta keep that bird of beef. <laughs> I was about to say moist, but I'm like that that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> moist cows. Um, <laughs> gotta you gotta keep them cool. That that's better. Them- yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um no, it's very, very strange. Uh Winters have been getting shorter, less snow, and the cold patches have been getting colder. Um, But the overall winters have been getting shorter, there's been less snow. And then the summers are are rainier. So, you know, climate change. Funsies. Oh yeah, mega funsies. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's like very, very obvious here if you've lived here for a couple of years. It's it's Mm. different every year. It's very bizarre. Yeah, I feel like it's getting rainier here as well. Now, <clears throat> saying that, I literally just moved from the third rainiest county in the country and the rainiest county east of the Mississippi. Like, we were almost on par of Seattle with, like, the amount of rain that we got. Fun. So, yeah, moving back here, I can definitely tell that it's raining more here than it ever has, or at least it feels like it is. Mm-hmm. But it's still nowhere near what I was used to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like this is very different rain to what I'm used to for like England. England is very similar, I think, to like Vancouver and Seattle, um, because they're like right above each other. Well, no, Seattle's not right above Vancouver. Vancouver is right above Seattle. 
Um, but then again, I guess England is an island, so I guess being surrounded by that much water, it would therefore cause like a lot more rain and stuff mm-hmm. for the amount of condensation. I don't know science. I'm bullshitting. Dr. Stone, teach me. <laughs> no, that is, I, I think that is fairly accurate. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not the same kind of rain though, because that's like cold, dreary, gross rain. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas what we've been getting here has been like Florida storms, but without the crazy heat beforehand. It's like the humidity where everything's sticky, but you haven't had the heat. I mean, you do get heat, but it's not like Florida heat. It's it's Alberta heat. So it's, you know, 25 degrees Celsius, which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Um, I don't know. That sounds like 60, 70 degrees, something yeah. like that. I don't know. Well, you Hang keep on, your house... Second. Between like... Hey Siri, what's 25 degrees Celsius? I'm sorry. Uh, baka. <laughs> I'm what's sorry. What's 25 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? It's 77 degrees Fahrenheit. Aha. <laughs> yeah. So like not crazy hot, right? Um, and uh, between like, I don't know, even less than that. Like that's on the upper end. And then you get these crazy storms coming out of nowhere. It's very strange and I'm I'm not used to it. Huh. My dogs aren't used to it either. They are not having a fun time with the storms. Oh, I bet. I was having to comfort puppies the other night with fireworks because Independence Day is great and all. But I swear to God, dogs do not like fireworks. No, no. Yeah, uh, we actually didn't have very many Canada Day celebrations. I think I spoke about this on the last podcast. Um because of COVID and protests and just the fact that I think everyone's feeling a little bit bleak right now and didn't really feel like celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so we didn't really have too much to worry about with the fireworks, but we have had so many storms to where the thunder has been really affecting our oldest golden. Um, and she doesn't like those, those shirts that you put on, like the compression shirts that are supposed to make them feel like more cozy. Um, mm-hmm. so we just go with a heavy wool blanket because she doesn't even like weighted blankets, but she doesn't, she does like wool blankets. And, and if you get like an old wool blanket, they tend to be quite weighted anyway. So we take her down to the basement where it's colder. So she doesn't overheat and put one of those over her and she snuggles down under her feet and, uh, and just still doesn't have a very nice time. She hid under my desk last storm. Um, hmm. yeah, she, she likes it underneath things in cave areas. <laughs> I felt like I heard random things. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm just losing my mind. I don't know. <clears throat> Did you have one to begin with? Oh, shots fired. Unfortunately. It has never been found. No, if anybody has found it, please don't return it. I don't want it back. <laughs> Life is better without it. Please. And thank you. <laughs> But yeah, so are you ready to talk about everything that's come out this week? I am not at all, but let's, I'll buckle in. I'm with it. All right, so let's talk about the only thing I've actually watched that came out this week because I haven't had time to watch the first episode of ReZero that came okay. out today, but I will be on that by the time we record the next episode. However, The God of High School. Did you see that gif that I sent you of that chick just stunnering the shit out of that guy? I did see the gif. So all of the fight animations in that show were that slick. Oh, wow. Like, I am I am so excited to see where this show is going to go. Crunchyroll has been phenomenal with all of their like Crunchyroll original shows. 
And with this being a, or with this being based off of another webtoon like Tower of Gods, I'm really interested to see where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. But so far for the first episode, I enjoyed it. It was it was a blast to sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. So that's really the main thing I have to talk about this week as far as that goes. Um, Food Wars, I've been trying to binge through that. That's been that's been fun. <laughs> so much to do. Just that first season, man. <laughs> that first season is something else. It's something else, all right. That's for sure. <laughs> It's just like, I'm sitting there telling myself, it gets better. It gets better. Just get through it. You remember this. It gets better. <laughs> but the funny thing about it was, we loved that first season when we first watched it. Mm-hmm. And then watching it back through a second time. And like, here's the thing. This isn't my second time watching the show through because I've got both of my part-timers back in Clayton into the show. Mm-hmm. So this is technically my fourth time watching through the first season. <laughs> And at this point, I'm just like, could you could you tone it down a little bit, please? <laughs> like just just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> and yet, no, no, it is it has not been toned down any no. at no. all. But it's it's such a blast to watch through the show again. But I'm just like, uh, just no, please, just no, please. But we did get some really interesting stuff come out this week that I'm excited to talk about. However, it is news. So before we get into all that funsies, what about you? Any new anime, manga, things to talk about? Honestly, no. I've been so busy with like random stuff recently. Um, Had some, I've got my new desk is coming on Saturday and that got delayed because of the um, border control. Um, so trying to figure out where that is, where it's coming from, like that whole thing. Um, then, uh, with my mom having, she's now, I'm going to say fully recovered from surgery, but yeah, she did have surgery. Um, so having to handle that whole, well, not handle it, but like be there, you know? Um, I, I wasn't like crazy active around anything, but like, you know. You have to be, like, ready. Um, And then physiotherapy, um, editing the podcasts, um, having technical difficulties with editing the podcasts. Uh, Oh, I did start a new uh, TikTok, which is kind of cringe, but also, like, (laughs) it's a thing. It's for my art. Um, Yeah, because I wanted to just find a different way to promote. And it, I mean, you get views very easily on TikTok, so it's a really good marketing thing. But of course, America and Australia are looking at banning TikTok, and India already has. Um, and so if they do ban, then it will be for naught. But, you know, it's it's a thing. So yeah, I genuinely haven't had time to do anything other than, than what was kind of needed of me, you know? Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand completely. <clears throat> So what's going on in the world? So, first bit, we've gotten a preview trailer for Dr. Stone Season 2. I haven't seen it. Is it good? Are you excited? It, Tell me about I'm it. I'm so excited. I oh, It was good. The animation looked nice. It got me super pumped. Oh, I'm oh, excited. I'm so excited. Also, ah. on that note, so I got all of my manga for Dr. Stone in. 
Uh, I bought all of the volumes that were out to date because screw the subscription. We got to Viz. Viz, I love you. But now I have hard copies. <laughs> and I am so excited. Yeah, no, I'm I am excited for you. I'm ex- I'm excited for Dr. Stone. I enjoy Dr. Stone. Oh, Dr. Stone was such a great time. I enjoyed it more the second time watching it through than I did the first. Although I did not enjoy it the seventh time watching it through, or at least the first six episodes, because, oh my god. So much. Uh, Like, I love the fact that I'm getting more people into anime. Like, it makes me happy. But my goodness. You have to find a variety. You have to watch things on rotation. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've been trying to cram in so much other anime to try to get it out, because watching those first six episodes five or six times within the span of, like, two or three weeks. (sighs) Oh. So I'm glad I'm cramming in a bunch of Food Wars, because it's it's definitely a good, well, wouldn't necessarily say a good palate cleanser with seeing the first season so many times of that, but it, it works. It, it works is a, good a palate, palate cleanser. cleanser. Although, I will say, the film that we watched for this week was also a really good palate cleanser. It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed this week's film. I'm excited to get into discussing it with you, because... Um, uh, did you watch the film that we are going to be... Oh, well, of course you did. Uh, <laughs> well, of course you did. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're actually uh, doing two films in fairly quick succession of each other. Um, or is one of them going on our, in our backlog? I think it's next week's. Next week's? Okay. I think so, because I think we pushed Gun Frontier back, right? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um <laughs> We'll figure it out. That's to be determined. Yay. To be determined. Either way, we have um, watched two films in fairly quick, su- quick succession of each other. And I am excited to hear both of your opinion- your opinions on both of them. Um, because, I don't know, I just, uh, they're quite comparable, even though they're very different from each other. They are. They are both definitely different. However, I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on them mainly because i think this is our first like non big name hang on well it's netflix but yeah it's not a huge name well it's not our like it's not one of our big like anime studio like chibli Mm -hmm. or uh makoto shinkai film i've been trying to remember his fucking name all week and i just (laughs) finally got it because i've been trying to talk to somebody about your name and i was like what what is the name what is the name and then yeah i finally got it shinkai but yeah so i'm honestly excited to hear your thoughts on it too because with this being like i said the first non-chibli or shinkai film i'm like i just want to know your thoughts on something that's different yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to hear what you think as well. Eee. Yeah, but where is my hairbrush? Where was? It? Oh, where is my hairbrush? Veggie tails? No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I I never got into Veggie Tales. It was it was never me. You know what's hilarious? I don't think I've ever seen Veggie Tales. I really? think well, I think I saw that one episode. When a substitute teacher came to my primary school when I was back in England. And for some reason, that shiny-headed green vegetable, I'm assuming a cucumber, (laughs) is stuck in my head singing about his missing hairbrush when he's bald. 
that that's about accurate. That it, is about accurate. It made an impression on me when I was little, I guess. Man, I guess that I guess that just goes to show how impressionable Veggie Tales is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say that. <laughs> oh. And then so Next little tidbit of news, The Given Film has officially got its rescheduled date. Oh, okay, when? August 22nd, so the day after my birthday, is when it's going to start uh, showing in Japan. Right, uh, that's way it, earlier than I thought it was going to be. Right? Yeah. I think the Violet Evergarden film got pushed back to like September or October. I don't know. We've discussed this on the podcast. I can't remember. Yeah, I was expecting it to be pushed back around October time as well. Yeah, considering it was just set to go out on May 16th. So the fact that it's got pushed back to the 22nd of August, I'm just like, man, that's soon. Yeah, I wonder if theaters and stuff will be open for people to actually go out and view it by then. I think theaters are actually open in Japan. I think everything is basically open to a limited capacity now, if Mm. I remember correctly. Yeah. I just hear a lot of North American news, (laughs) so then I forget that the rest of the world is actually doing okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just look at the shit show we're in. Yeah, I have a nice aerial view from above. I mean, just throw some cold down here. That would be nice. We would appreciate that. It's kind of summer here, you know. Canada does have a summer. Oh, I saw a post about that. Um, crappy things that happen when you work in retail or, or when you work as in the service industry. And it was um, a border control officer up here in Canada um, who's just like, just a, a border officer that works on the um, national parks. Uh, mm-hmm. And they get paid. A, they, so, guys, if, if you're in Canada and you're looking for a good job and you could speak both French and English, and you want to get paid a butt ton of money, like... Dude, you get paid some crazy money working on those, like, in those booths. I mean, you're in the mountains all the time, you're in the middle of nowhere, but you get paid crazy money. Um, So, just saying, if you're a college student, you got some time off. Like, dude. Um, (laughs) uh, Just put it out there, you know. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was one of those guys who was sitting on the the border thing, and he was saying that he had... um, a foreigner come, I don't know where they were from, foreigner come to the border and who was screaming at them and angry at them because um, they'd come with their family for a skiing holiday in June. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> because Canada's always snowy. We always, all of us live in igloos and we all have a pet moose. You know, I realize that I give you a lot of shit but I'm not actually that dense. But the <laughs> fact that some people are that dense, I I don't, I, I don't know no. anymore, fam. Like, I can't, I can't deal with the level of ignorance. Is ignorance right? Yeah, ignorance, ignorance. is definitely the right word here. That, yeah. like, common people have. Like, I don't, because it's a lot more common than you would think. <laughs> The way you worded that, it's just, my brain was just laughing at that. My brain, not me. My brain was laughing at that. Um, <laughs> Peasants. The, the level of of um, ignorance that common people have. And it's like you're laughing there with your glass of, I don't know, champagne, with your top hat and monocle. Common people, how ignorant are they? 
I, I'm sorry. My work persona is apparently like bleeding in here a little bit because I'll even <laughs> call my boss a peasant at this point. <laughs> that really made me laugh. I was just imagining you. Oh, there's the ignorance of common people these days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no joke. The last store I was at, we had a wall separating our front counters from our tent machines in a little back room. And there's a giant window on it, like window seal, glass, whole nine yards. Well, I would literally climb my happy ass up to sit on the window seal. The window seal was about five feet in the air. So yeah. I had to like jump up on the counter and then jump onto the window seal to be able to sit on it. And I would literally sit up there and look down upon my part timers and my manager and be like, that's right, peasants. Do you know where you belong? <laughs> I am in my throne. This is my domain. Bring forth my drinks, peasants. <laughs> uh, permission to tease you about a word that you just said? Yes. Seal? Window seal? Yeah, window seal. Sill. Window seal. Sill. Not the animal w- seal. Window seal. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's a new one. That's a new one. Window seal. (laughs) That's even better when you say it. I'm from from the South, and in the South, in our houses, we have window seals. Look, don't you go making fun of our people. I'm a I'm a throw on the accent real thick. I'm a throw on that accent real thick. Don't you worry about it. This is how my people talk. It, uh, in yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, it hurts to throw the accent on that thick. No, don't hurt yourself. There'll be times whenever I go. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going home. I'm going. Uh, I'm uh, okay. <laughs> I, I just love saying that anytime I'm like playing with friends or even doing this, it's just like, I'm going home. I'm going home. Because <laughs> it will literally stop them dead and be like, but wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> One time you actually need to go home. Just, I'm going home and then just leave. <laughs> you see, I would almost do that, but I'm afraid, like, if I did it during the podcast, the file would corrupt. Oh, no. Like, that would be my luck. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't save where we were. The that file would... would just corrupt and just oh. be like, no. No. But anyways, we I've... completely bunny trailed. We were on news. Given. What? We just finished that. Where are we yeah. at now? I don't know anymore. <laughs> okay. So, the English sub-trailer for my teen romantic comedy Snafu Season 3 has officially premiered. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it. I just know it's a thing. And yeah, I'm excited for season three. Like the show has actually been like, it was good what I've seen of it. Both seasons. Nice. So I'm excited for a third season. I'm happy to see where it goes. It's a fun time. Cool. And then outside of that. So G kids has officially announced that it's going to license studio Chibli and Goro Miyazaki, who is the son of Miyazaki son himself. It's going to be his first feature CG film called Earwig and the Witch. 
and it's an anime adaptation of Diane Jones's novel of the same name. Now, since we haven't covered Howl's Moving Castle, I haven't been able to bring this up yet. However, this is the same lady who wrote the novel that Howl's Moving Castle is based off of. Oh, okay. So Chibley is doing another film from a book by the same author, except this time it's going to be CG. So I'm I'm curious how it's going to turn out. Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I have, uh, I, I have high hopes. I don't want to have too high expectations, um, but I, I hope it goes well. See, I haven't seen any of the other CG films that um, Ghibli has done, or that, or if um, Hayao Miyazaki has even done any. I'm not 100% certain. Mm-hmm. However, it's coming out in early 2021 in North America, so I'm, I'll give it a chance. I'll watch it. It's yeah. just... I don't know. Like, I'm not a fan of, like, anime CG films. Mm-hmm. So, I don't... I don't know. We'll see. But I'll give it a chance. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I mean... I like it, anything Chibli has done. I haven't been let down yet. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just gonna say. If if anything... If anyone can, can pull it off and do a good job of it, it's gonna be a Ghibli uh, production. Oh, yeah. I am... I have full faith. Mm-hmm. I have half faith. <laughs> I have cult of faith. Uh, we're stupid. Do you know that? Uh, speak for yourself, lady. I do. I also speak for you. I mean, you know, considering we're business partners in this, I guess I have to, I guess I have to give you rights, props. <laughs> I don't know what, what I have to give you on this one. I'm, I have lost my mind. Can you tell? Yes. It's totally, it totally hadn't been a day. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you're feeling so rough. It's fine. Everything is fine. Life is great. Everything's Life fine. really is great. It's I realize fine. that sounds sarcastic as shit. Life is really great. I, I'm not complaining. Everything's okay. <laughs> Everything's okay. But wait, I am complaining. Oh, God. So here I was yesterday in your stream, been like, praise me for not forgetting to post a meme to the Instagram, and I forgot to post a meme to the Instagram today. <laughs> How dare you banish uh, him? I'm going to have to do that real quick. But first, I'm going to talk about the background info to the film. Yes, I want to know. Yes. I want to know what films are. But do you, though? I do. Oh, well. You see, a film is a longer than 24-minute viewing of anything that is either live action <laughs> So if I just go outside and stare at some people for more than 24 minutes, it's a film. Yes. <laughs> Although at that... <laughs> I, I can't. I literally can't. I, I've, I've tried. I, I thought I was going to go somewhere with that. I thought it was going to be a funny bit. And... <laughs> No. I think me failing the bit was better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, our topic for this week is a whisker away. It is a brand new film that literally came out less than a month ago. Yes, on Netflix. Yes, it was Netflix, Netflix. original. 
It was one of the only Netflix originals that literally aired only on Netflix, as far as anime goes. Yeah. It didn't air anywhere else. No. So props to them for pulling that off. Mm. So it released on June 18th of 2020. Mm-hmm. It had a runtime of one hour and 44 minutes. Mm-hmm. I had to do math because I was looking at the runtime and it said 104 minutes. And I was like, oh shit, do quick maths. Quick maths. <laughs> so it was produced by Studio Colorido, mm-hmm. which I know... Like, I was not familiar with that studio in any way, shape, form, or fashion mm. before we sat down to do this. Mm. So, some, but it was also done by Toho Animation and Twin Engine. Now, Toho Animation has done When Marnie Was There and Assassination Classroom, Attack on Titan, mm. and Your Name. They had hands in all of those, which I thought was really interesting. However, as far as. <clears throat> like Studio Colorido, and as far as works that it had actually done, uh, Penguin Highway is really the only notable one that I'd run across, except for this one. Mm. So I don't know if you've seen anything about Penguin Words, Penguin Highway. It looked interesting. It had Coke cans that could turn into penguins. No, we I should have... cover that. I yeah, we should cover that because I've absolutely no idea what you're talking about. So yeah, like <laughs> I remember going to theaters to see what was it we went to go see? Was it I want to eat your pancreas? It was something I can't remember. <laughs> I remember seeing preview trailers for that, and I was like, you know, that would be interesting. I bet that would be a laugh, or I bet it would be good. <laughs> I was just enthralled by the fact that this kid just yeeted a coke can. And it turned into a penguin that just went sliding across the ground. And I was like, <gasps> I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I want to see that. Yeah. So that was that was a thing. But here was the interesting bit out of it. So the, uh, my brain. <laughs> so the film was directed by Junichi Sato and some of the works that he was that he had done going into this guess what it was because this dude has been in the animation industry for he's been working on shit since 1981 Ooh. so guess what he's had his hand in cherry pie i don't know what (laughs) (laughs) Did did i break you i'm sorry I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> that's that. That was just out of left field. One hundred percent. I can't. <laughs> okay. So he worked on the storyboard for Mobile Suit Gundam. However, he was the series director. For Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon R. Ah! I have a Sailor Moon pop socket on my phone right now. Oh, really? Yeah, Jen gave it to me, who is um, one of the designers that helped work on our website. Um, She did, like, the lettering and stuff for our our, our logo, which is cool. Yeah! Yeah. Shout out to Jen. She does great work. If you ever need any lettering done or covers for books, go hit her up. Yeah. Her links are actually on the website. Yeah, so go hit her up. She does phenomenal work. Mm-hmm. I could 100% recommend her any and every day of the week. Yeah, she designed my mom's uh, 
shop as well. My mom, like, online store, designed all of that stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. I was even part of that group chat, and I forgot about that. Mm. <laughs> How dare you? Look, okay, I, I have no excuse, come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so did that, worked on the storyboard for Evangelion. And that was really like the biggest stuff that he's been a part of going yeah, into this. So, so some I pretty was, big name projects. Oh yeah. So I was like, oh my goodness, I am very intrigued by this. And then with him directing this film as well, I was very pleased mm. with how the film turned out. So anything he like dabbles his hands into in the future, I'm down to give it a watch because the dude literally directed my fucking childhood. Oh yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, that, that's all the background info. I managed to get that's through all, the all background? that. I'm, I am pleased with myself. You still I, alive? I, I'm good. You, good. you didn't break me. <laughs> I'm okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm okay. Um, yeah, so uh, before we jump into a full in-depth discussion over the film, um, I will do a quick overview So before we throw up that spoiler wall. So don't worry, no spoilers yet, but I will let you know when there will be. Um, so yeah, A Whisker Away! Um, it's about, uh, specifically centered around one middle school girl whose nickname is, uh, Muge. Muge. I actually don't know what her real name is because I didn't write it down. I only wrote down her nickname, so we're gonna go with that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she's having some family troubles, um, living with separated parents, um, and she's a very eccentric young woman and, um, she has a crush on a boy. Um, and she's just like muddling with middle school age life stuff. Um, and she happens to come across a mask seller who just happens to be a cat. Um, and she gets a mask from him that when she puts it on, she herself turns into a cat until she backflips and takes the, the mask off. Um, and then she can turn back into a human again. And it's about her kind of juggling the craziness of just her everyday middle school life with the fact that she now has this mask and this seller who is kind of pestering her about one thing in particular um and and her deciding what she wants to do with her life whether or not she wants to you know admit her feelings to the person that she likes whether she wants to uh, how she's dealing with the whole situation with her parents um middle school exams and then obviously being a cat and going back and forth with that kind of situation um and that's kind of the story i mean there is an overarching plot but i can't really tell you about the plot without spoilers so there is more of a story than that but yeah they, that would that would lead to spoilers but yeah it's just basically her juggling life and being a cat so you know what was going through my mind the entire time i was watching this film mm -hmm. what? have you seen markiplier's meow video that like 50 second video of him just like photoshopping his mouth over cats just going meow yeah, I have, yeah. That was literally going through my brain the entire time we were watching this. I didn't make that connection, but I'm with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's maybe just because of how much I quote it whenever I'm over at Walker and Breeze, like, any chance I get, I'm just like, meow, bitch! 
Nice. So uh, maybe that's why. I don't know. It's just become that's such funny. a pop culture reference in my life. But yeah, that, yeah, that's all I can think about. But yeah, so what were kind of your like general overall thoughts before we dive into it? Just did you enjoy it? Um, I did. I did enjoy it a lot. I think it is a nice, pretty easygoing film. Um, it does deal with some pretty like commonplace troubles that people go through. Um, and it's very relatable. Uh, I think all of us have been the odd one out at times in our lives. Uh, so I think everyone can relate to the main character, even if you haven't dealt with her specific troubles. I feel like at one point or another, we've all felt like that kind of a little bit ostracized, really weird person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a very relatable story in that sense. Um, none of the characters are specifically incredibly beautiful i think that also helps with it being really relatable because you know how like anime characters have this trope of being stunning you know and you're like oh my god how can like i ever they're amazing they're beautiful people whereas these characters are drawn in a way to where like they're a little bit more disheveled and ordinary um and i think that definitely helps the relatability and then it adds this whole element of whimsy and magic by the fact that they have this you know that she can shift into being a cat. And then, I don't know, I think it's a really cute story. I think it's really well done. Mm -hmm. I agree with all Mm -hmm. of that. Like, it was very, like, for the most part, like, all the characters and everything were very ordinary. But then the detail and everything that were put into the cats and what we'll talk about later, like, whenever they first drew the area where they're going to go into later, I was just like, Mm wow. Wow. Because mm-hmm. it kind of takes you by surprise by all the, like, everything else that goes into it. Yeah. Well, that that particular scene that you're talking about is quite late in the film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know about it until, like, the kind of wrapping up minutes. the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so it does definitely add this whole other layer on top of it. But, yeah, so that, that covers it. Are we ready to hop into mm-hmm. it? I think so. So let's let's drop that spoiler warning. Um put up those barriers, the brigades, call out the armed guards. I don't know. How how extreme are we going here with this spoiler warning? Spoiler um, chicken hats are on. Yes. I have called the leprechauns. The rainbows are here. Just so you're aware. Whoa, 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 Spoilers whoa, whoa, whoa. will be happening. What? Where did you get the budget for this? Oh, well, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, duh. Okay, I was going to say, because last time I checked, we didn't budget leprechauns in. <laughs> I'm friends with the Fae. It's fine. Okay, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, actually, just PSA, if you ever come across a leprechaun, uh, don't ever make friends with it because uh, leprechauns are tricky creatures. Um, Well, uh, be nice to it, obviously. Don't kick it. But like, (laughs) leprechauns are real. This is coming from someone who's lived in, in areas of which magical creatures truly exist. Just so she know. If you ever see a will of the wisp, run in the opposite direction. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, so our main character, Muge, is an unusual middle school girl who is completely head over heels in love with an ordinary boy named Minode. 
Hinode. Hinode. I know his name. Named Hinode. She expresses her affection in very invasive and bizarre ways. Uh, but she doesn't mean any harm. But just saying, um, th- this story's a little bit creepy. <laughs> it is. It has... Now, once it gets to the later parts of the films, like, it's fine. But starting off, I was like, damn. She's a stalker. Yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's more a little bit creepy. If you if this happened in real life, there would be... It wouldn't be okay. Yeah, there would be lawsuits. Um, uh-huh. Not... Yeah. Um, she's invasive, <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah, she expresses her affection in very bizarre ways. For instance, I don't actually... Sunshine... What is it? It's Muge Sunshine oh, Attack? I, I don't... Hinode Sunshine Attack. Oh, Hinode Sunshine Attack, yeah. Um, where she butt-punts him? Yeah. Yeah, like, she just, like, runs up, turns around, and, like, just throws her butt, like, into his back. Or into his butt, mm-hmm. like trying to knock him over. Yeah, it's like you know how guys chest bump, but butt bumping with a butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he is not happy with this situation. Um, he doesn't really know her, to be honest. Like they're in the same class, but he doesn't really know her. I mean, like any middle school kids, there are certain <laughs> groups, and then there are other groups, and they're not in the same group. <laughs> no, definitely so, not. Um, yeah, he is um, of having a hard time with her. You can almost say he's being kind of harassed by her. Not almost. He's being harassed by her. Yeah, yeah, very, very much harassed. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, and much to the frustration specifically of her friend, um, Yori, um, who is trying to persuade her not to do this and to leave him alone, but she won't because she knows the definition of restraint. Um, <laughs> however, uh, Muge has uh, an interesting secret. She met with a cat mask seller who gave her a mask that allows her to transform into a pure white, blue-eyed cat, which is how she mainly <clears throat> reacts with her crush, who is having troubles at home due to his father passing away and thus the responsibility of growing up quickly and earning money falling heavy on his shoulders. So basically, uh, she, when in cat form after school, goes to his house and becomes like a stray pet that he takes care of, despite the fact that she's not. She's his classmate, which is why I say creepy. (laughs) It's invasive and not okay, but we'll go with it. It's a story. Um, yeah. Anime logic. Um, <laughs> mm, um, the only things that are kind of keeping him sane, though, with his mom being like, you have to go to cram school, you have to get your grades up, you're going to go to this high school, and then when you leave, you're going to get a good job, and you're going to support the family. He's a middle school, this kid. Like, they are putting a lot of pressure on him. His mom is. Um, and the only thing that's kind of keeping him sane are his grandfather's pottery studio and the stray cat that he found, who he calls Taro, um, which was actually the name of his old dog that passed away. So he um, kind of thinks that she, the cat, is um, his old dog's reincarnation. What he doesn't know, though, is that it's his classmate. Um, He found her 
on a rainy day in the past summer festival. They both have very different perspectives of how that day went. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, and Mugo starts... Um, but yeah, uh, they, they both have very different perspectives. To her, she was cuddled up in his arms in the rain and they were talking about the future and how they just wanted to spend the evening with each other. And to him, he was holding the cute little kitten in the rain um, while he was trying to decide what the heck he was doing with his family. Um, <laughs> very different perspectives. Very different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Muge anyway starts experiencing some difficulties when the mask seller who originally gave her the mask starts to pester her about giving up her human face as she's clearly better off as a cat according to him um, which I I was waiting for him to pop up and start like pestering her about something because you don't get something for nothing and he seemed to give her that mask for nothing and I was like well wait a second you know He's a seller of masks. You didn't pay him. He just gave you one. Mm. Um, and yeah, you start to see that pretty quickly. The, this cat mask seller is coming up and being like, hey, you should give me your human face. You should become a cat permanently. Yeah, he was being he was being real pushy with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Muge actually has been experiencing some troubles at home herself. And because of this, she's kind of like, at first she's like, no, I don't want to, I, I don't want to be a cat. But she's kind of like, you know, wavering on it a little bit because um her mom and dad have actually split up and she's currently living with her dad and his new wife but she's constantly getting bugged by the gossipy neighbors and by her mother about the whole situation one day at school Muge overhears a conversation uh overhears the usual bad words that are kind of being said about her because she's very eccentric like very eccentric um and she ignores them but anyway, once she hears them ripping into Hidore, uh, Hin- Hinore, sorry, because of his good grades, she gets really frustrated and she's like, okay, I, you can say what you want about me, but don't talk badly about him. So she jumps off of the building and onto them um, to fight them and ends up injuring herself in the process. She also, also ruins her lunch, um, which is when uh, Hinode overhears the commotion so he comes out to investigate sees that she was trying to kind of defend him um and so invites her to share his bento uh during this time he notices that she has the same scent as his favorite stray smells like sunshine have you ever smelled sunshine no i know what like humidity smells like and i know what rain smells like but sunshine no see i I kind of get it because you know when you smell something that's like been out in the sun for a while and it smells warm? No. Or maybe you just have to live in a dry climate. But then Japan's not dry. I... Maybe maybe it's because people don't do washing out on lines over here. On washing lines. Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Because typically whenever like I think of like what sunshine would smell like, I think of like freshly cut lawns and whatnot. Yeah. So See, I, I think of washing lines. That's what I think of. I think of fresh laundry. Um, because like when clothes are put out on the to dry on the line and they've been drying in the sun they do have a specific scent to them and so whenever he said that she smelt like that smelt like sunshine i always thought that he meant like linen mm-hmm. i don't know i was just curious as to what your your definition of the smell of sunshine was yeah i don't i don't necessarily have one you have to try and smell the sun next time <laughs> just walk outside <laughs> 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 smells like sunshine um <laughs> Uh, 
But anyway, yeah, so so they're kind of like having this cute little moment where the two friend the two friend duos um are kind of because like him and his friend and and um Mugay and her friend are kind of like sitting there and they're having a little moment and and she makes him laugh and she's like, Oh, I made him laugh. Like that's the first time I've actually made him laugh and not just like angered him. And they have a cute little moment and then he notices she smells like sunshine, which is the same scent of his favourite stray and I don't know, it's a nice little sweet moment where boundaries are kind of broken down a little bit, or like walls, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Hinori gets home, his mother tells him that they are going to be closing the pottery studio because it's too expensive to keep it running. And he's incredibly upset about this. And Muge, in cat form, uh, does her best to comfort him, but it's, I mean, he's distraught, right? Like the, the one thing that was kind of keeping him going other than this stray cat, which is her, was working in his grandfather's pottery studio. Um, And he is really, like, he wanted to do that for a living. That's what he wanted to do when he grew up. But um, yeah, he's really upset about it. Muge is constantly overhearing things in her own home about her stepmother not knowing how to handle her, where the boundaries are, whether or not she can discipline her. And she's kind of feeling really out of place. Um, Even when her step, even her stepmother's cat doesn't like her. but to Muge, the most important thing right now, even with everything that's going on in her own home, is just to cheer up Hinore. So she goes home and writes him a letter. The next day at school, she tries to give it to him, but two shitty little boys <laughs> interrupt and read the letter aloud for the whole class. I'm just, oh, I was so angry. I was so not cool. Not cool. Oh, yeah. And I mean... <clears throat> It was like, I get it, because that's totally some shit that would happen in middle school, like, if you got 100%. caught. Yeah. But I was like, you little shits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my. It's heart-wrenching to watch it, because I think what's so heart-wrenching about it is that it is totally believable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For yeah. a film that was, like, grounded in fantasy somewhat, it was very grounded in mm-hmm. reality. Like whenever we whenever we sit down to cover a silent voice, like I'll talk about it a little bit more with like how grounded in reality some shit can be to the point to where like it is almost painful to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is one of those because it's like people live this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and yeah, so anyway, so they, they read out this letter to the whole class and Hinode is incredibly embarrassed uh, when they confront him as to whether or not he returns her feelings. And he's overwhelmed. I mean, he's like literally the day before been told that his dreams have been shattered of, of having this pottery studio closed. He's working his butt off to get the best grades that he possibly can. He's being pestered every day by this girl that he doesn't really know. And then she comes to give him a letter confessing her feelings and he's embarrassed in front of the whole class about it. And he just lets it all out. He tells her that what she's doing is not okay. He's screaming at her that he is uncomfortable by what she's doing. And he says, I hate you. Muge is... Very hurt, obviously, by the whole situation. And she cries, but she basically just accepts his feelings that he will never like her as a human. 
And at home, her stepmother tries to invite her for tea, but Muge refuses and uh, with her usual smiling face because she just kind of, like we spoke about actually earlier in the podcast, she's a a bottler-upper-er. A a bottler-upper-er. She bottles up her feelings. Um, And she puts a smile on and um, her stepmom basically tells her, you know, you don't have to smile if you don't feel like it. Uh, But Muge takes this as um, a an attack on her defense mechanism and yells at her stepmom being like, if I don't smile, everything is going to break. And now you're telling me not to smile. And it's the only thing that's holding me together right now. And she just can't handle it. So she grabs the cat mask, jumps out the window, down the tree and runs off. She transforms and goes and find Hinade's house where, um, he himself is actually feeling really conflicted about the day's events and he's got the crumpled up letter that she wrote him spread out on his desk um and uh, and he's trying to figure out if maybe he actually feels more for her than he initially thought and just where his feelings are and and what the heck he's feeling because he's conflicted and confused and and feeling pretty guilty right now i think um in the morning the cat mask seller comes to find her again and it's later in the day. She's still a cat and um, and she didn't go to school, obviously. Uh, she's officially kind of ran away. Um, and he comes to find her again and tells Muge that he... And this time Muge tells him that she is willing to give up being a human to become Hinade's cat um, because she doesn't see the, the value in being a human anymore. And so the mask seller takes her human face as a mask for his collection. That day at school, Yori and uh, uh, and Hinade are informed about Muge running away. And the boys think that it's because of the letter incident the day before. But that's when Yori tells them that that wouldn't have been enough to have gotten her down. And tells them about her parents. And that when her mum abandoned her when she was in elementary, she was bullied by everyone for being the mumless kid. And um, everyone kind of realizes that there was a lot more to her than the smiling, exuberant, excessive personality that they saw every day. And so they they decide to go out to look for her. But uh, Muge is, is with them and she's confused why so many people have like seeming to care and are out looking for her. Um, and, and she doesn't really know how she feels. And... Um, and Hinade is having a really hard time with it. He's blaming himself for a lot of it and, and just wishing that he could talk to her again so that he can tell her that he does care about her. He just doesn't really know any kind of feelings right now. He's a middle school kid, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it skips forward a few days. And a few days later, she's back in class, but is acting strangely. She's way too normal for the most part. And that's actually because it isn't actually Muge. Uh, Her stepmother's cat swapped places with her by getting her face from the mask seller. See, she is getting to the end of her lifespan and wants to spend more time with her owner to basically repay her for taking her in and making her happy and giving her the life of a good cat. And uh, and so she decides that she's going to become Muge's daughter and do everything that she can to please her. Muge in cat form is starting to lose the ability to hear what humans are saying. And as the summer festival draws near, 
she's turning more and more cat-like. When talking to Kinako, who is the stepmother's cat, it's revealed to her that if she doesn't turn back to a cat, back into a human before the summer festival, they'll both remain in those bodies forever. Muge basically wants to be human again now. She's realized that, you know, maybe things aren't the way that she originally thought. Maybe, you know, she's kind of, you know, in the heat of the moment. She was feeling really upset, but she's kind of coming around to the idea that maybe being a human isn't so bad, but she's still kind of on the fence about it. And, uh, and anyway, uh, eventually she discovers that as a cat, she's kind of opened to this new world that wasn't around her before. And she sees this red path that's only visible to cats. Um, and she decides to follow it so she can find the mask seller. Then at the end of the path, there's this huge tree uh, that is actually a whole city in this tree that is made for cats. Um, half cats, humans, and uh, and humans turned cat. Muge goes there to confront the seller and beco- uh, to become human again. Um, at home, Muge's stepmom is beside herself with worry over Kinako uh, being missing, even though she's now taking Muge's form. And Kinako is starting to see that she loved her as a cat and that maybe becoming Muge wasn't the best idea. Kinako decides to go find uh, Hinode and when she does, she reveals to him that she is not actually the original Muge. Uh, explains everything about the, the mask seller and, and everyone switching places um, and how the mask seller gave Muge's mask to her along with half of her lifespan, her human lifespan, so that she would be able to live half of a human's life, and how he's planning to keep the other half to himself as payment. She says she feels sorry for Muge because she genuinely can't believe that anyone loves her or that anyone can love her, which is why she decided to be a cat, because at least people could love her in cat form. Um, Hinako takes Hinode to the sacred tree, where when it blossoms, that's when their forms will be locked. She takes him across the invisible bridge, because only cats can see it, uh, into the cat city. He can't see anything as a human, so when she takes him to the mask seller's area, she gives him a mask and and rolls him over, and he becomes a half-cat, but just his hands for some reason. I think it was because he didn't really want to turn into a cat, so it didn't, like, fully turn him over, I think is how they explained it. Yeah, that's kind of the assumption that I got from it too. Um, but still, it was strange that they did it as his hands became cat hands, as opposed to like he got ears and a tail, like would be typical. It's in- interesting. Like, I like that it's different. Um, yeah, because you would have expected like cat girl treatment and you didn't yeah. get cat girl treatment. So I'm no. right there with you. Like, I was like, that's a nice little touch animators. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely made it more interesting and different. Um, elsewhere on the tree, Muge is trying to find the mask seller, um, where when she finds like a was once human pub, and inside were a group of cats who were the mask seller's victims, I suppose. Um, they were cats that were turned t- from human uh, via the mask seller's tricks. Um, and they all actually talk about how they regret becoming cats, because now they can see that they were just running away from their problems. The mask seller comes to find her there um, after trapping Hinode and Kinako in his shop. He wants all of their lifespans now. He's basically become really greedy. 
But the pub cats figure out this whole situation and after talking to Muge, they realise that they want to protect her as a young child and stop what happened to them happening to her too. And so they attack him and give her enough time to escape. Uh, she runs to find Hinare and uh, opens the the lock the, that's blocked down and Hinako and Hinade and everyone try and swap back places but when she puts on the mask uh, when she puts on the mask that's supposed to be her face she doesn't turn back and uh, and then just as that all happens the mask seller actually catches up to them and steals her away and uh, the the mask gets knocked down onto the ground and Hinade picks it up and tries to chase after her. After a clumsy chase, uh, where it's actually really cool, I enjoyed that they added the chase scene because you got to see so much more of the tree and the city and how everything works. Uh, it's a good way for them to just show more of the world. Um, Hinade and Muge actually end up together after a big clumsy kerfuffle chase thing. And uh, he tells her that he admires her strength and that he wants her to be human. The mask didn't actually work before because deep inside of her heart, Muge still wants to be a cat. She still doesn't see the benefit of her becoming a human. And after that, uh, but after Hinade's kind words, she's kind of ready to become human again. The mask seller isn't done yet though, and the tree is starting to blossom. The mask seller takes her lifespan uh, and just when all seems bleak and Hinade and Ruge will be stuck in their cat forms forever, or, well, half cat form for Hinade, um, the was-human crew show up and fend off the mask seller. Hinade tells Muge that he wants to get to know her more and not only know her smiling face, but to know all of her other kinds of faces as well. They manage to steal her lifespan back and grab her mask and escape. They leave the tree and when they reach human soil again, they change their masks back to the correct ones and Hinode takes Muge's hand and they tell each other of their mutual love. The end. Aww. And then really adorable <clears throat> credits. The credit scenes were adorable. Oh yeah, I, I, I was going to ask if you actually sat through the credits to see the scenes that were at the I end. I did, I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, what are your thoughts? Let's hear it was a really good film. I enjoyed it. It was wholesome, and it also dealt with some very real subjects with just some, like, fantasy elements thrown in to kind of, like, push the story along and give it a new twist. Yeah. But I overall, I enjoyed it. I would give it a, I'd say a seven. I'm with you. Exactly the same. Like, it's not, it didn't really throw it over the edge to, like, just great to me yeah but it because the sound design wasn't necessarily there like there wasn't anything that really grasped me about it the mm -hmm. animation was good but it was very i guess ordinary except for a very few bits like uh muge whenever she was a cat like the animation on the cat was really good in mm -hmm. the city like whenever they mm -hmm. first drew the city like in the sky and all the detail and everything they put into it i was like wow but that was mm -hmm. really the only just wow mm -hmm. out of the film for me. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say seven. I'm exactly with you. And I think the reason why for me specifically, because you guys know that I'm not super into the animation kinds of sides of things as much as Brad, because he does actual digital art. Um, so, like, we're kind of coming from different perspectives. Um, for me, 
I don't think they held on enough to that moment of despair. Um, I think it wrapped up too quickly. I, I wanted them to really wallow in that she's never going to turn back into a human. She's done this to herself. This is the way her life is going to be from now on. She's going to suffer because I'm apparently really evil. Um, <laughs> before you then get the happy ending, you know? I feel like the moment of bleakness was so short that it didn't make the ending as intense as it could have been. Yeah, and I feel like they stretched out some things a little bit too much and didn't stretch out enough of others as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I definitely feel you on that. I feel like there are certain areas, like especially like her time just as a full cat wasn't long enough. The time in between like them confessing and everything, I felt like there wasn't enough like in between on that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I would have liked this turned into a show. Yeah. Like, if they turned this I, into, like, a one-core, like, 12-episode series, I feel yeah. like I could have graded it higher, because they'd have had more time to, like, flesh out, like, relationships. Her backstory, his and backstory. Backstory, yeah. yeah. There could have been a lot more in with that, but... And like, I would have liked to have seen an OVA between the two best friends. Yes. Honestly, I would have Because their credit that. scene was so cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. I... <laughs> Honestly, the credits was probably one of my favorite parts about the film in mine general. Mine too. Yeah, genuinely mine too. Because th those credit scenes are really funny. They're just cute little moments like um, uh, me, uh, Muge talking to her best friend about the fact that they held hands and um, that they confessed their love for each other and her best friend getting really excited and happy for her. And then there's another one of uh, him doing the Hinode sunshine, whatever it is, butt thing to her. And then um, for revenge or something. I don't know. I do also have a problem with the fact that if this is, I, I assume that the target audience for this is, kids of the age of the kids in the show. I don't like the idea that it kind of makes it okay to treat other people the way she treated him in the beginning. Yeah, that was that was kind of like another it, thing too. Like just yeah. the whole first part of the She's creepy. Yeah. Like if the if the okay, if it was a boy doing this to a girl, there's no way this would have passed executives. No. Like, could you imagine? Like a boy transforms into a cat, creeps into a girl's home, is like hanging out with her, their best buds while there, and then during the day he's being really creepy and stalkery to her at school, but then she's fine with him in cat like it's not okay. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> And then, like, I feel like they hammered that home a little bit too much to where, like, I got uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, I did too. I had to skip through part. I mean, we all know that I skipped through embarrassing parts. But, like, this is, it's, I know that they're, like, I don't know, 12 or 13, right? Uh, it's yes. It's still, it's still, like, that's not, it's not good, fam. <laughs> like, you can't do that to another person. Yeah. That's a huge invasion of privacy. Oh, yeah, and it was, I don't know, I guess. And then the fact that it's all okay at the end, like, he's fine with it, because he finds out that she was this cat the whole time, and he's just like, oh, it's fine. Like, I don't think I would be okay with that. Anime lodge. <laughs> yeah, there's no consequences for her. No, absolutely I think that's not. why I feel like it should have been, there should have been, if they were going to go with this plot, there should have been more despair for her, because it was too okay. There are no consequences. Mm-hmm. And there, there must be consequences for those actions. She was 
I, I, despite all of the stuff that she was going going through at home, it doesn't make her actions okay. No, it definitely doesn't. Ugh, I, I kind of feel like it should be like a, a five or a six now just because of, of yeah, the plot being I, creepy. <laughs> I'm being pushed towards a six. <laughs> I feel it's like that creepy. happens with us. Like the longer we sit and discuss something, the more we're willing to lower our grades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, immediately when I came out of, it, out of it, I was like, oh yeah, it's like a 7.57. But like, I just can't ignore the fact that if the if the gender, like if the genders of the two main characters were reversed, there would be outrage about this film. Oh yeah, so I, uh, six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just needed to take a chill pull on that first half of the film. Like yeah. why, like it, you could have gotten your point across without her being a complete stalker. Yeah, because you and I are very much alike in that, like, we feel like other people's embarrassment, even if it's anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we could both feel it. And I'm uh-huh. not going to lie, it took me three days to watch this. <laughs> like, I sat down three different times to try to finish it just because the first part of the film was just kind of cringy. It's so not good. Like, I feel like I could recommend it. But it would have to be to the right people. It's not something yeah. I could recommend to everyone. You, you, I definitely wouldn't recommend it to kids of the age of the people that are in the, like, the main characters. You have to recommend this to an adult who has c- critical thinking abilities and knows not to be a creep, you know? Yeah. But, like, if you showed this to a 11, 12-year-old child and they had a crush at school... I genuinely would be scared that they would get ideas from this and be like, oh, I'm gonna creep on people because it was okay in the film. Yeah, or just like relentlessly berate them like in class and everything else. Yeah, push them. Yeah, push (laughs) them, butt bump them. I mean, it doesn't make what the other kids in the class did okay to bully her. It doesn't make her parents okay for the way that they didn't deal with the situation properly of their separation Mm -hmm. um, with her. Like, they didn't talk to her about it. Like, it seems like at all. It just kind of happened around her and she just had to suck it up. That's not okay. Um, It also doesn't make his family dynamic okay either. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Um, He ends up at the end of the film saying that he wants to be a potter and his granddad is like, well, I guess I'm not putting the kiln away. So I'm assuming that he was able to, like, have a conversation with his parents about that. But still, like, I don't know. He, he wants to be a potter. <laughs> Harry Potter! Harry Potter! <laughs> yeah, uh. no. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. It's still creepy. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Still creepy. Like I said, I'd, I'd give it a six. Yeah, the happy ending makes you feel like it's less creepy, but then you think about it and it's still creepy. Yeah, it definitely doesn't make up for it. It was, uh, yeah. How would you change it to make it better? Turn it into a series and, yeah, like, definitely, like you said, like, give it more consequence. But I feel Mm -hmm. like turning it into a series, they would have time to do that. Mm -hmm. Because there was so much stuff that was left unexplored, like... Like you said, an entire OVA's worth of stuff of just between the two best friends. Yeah. <clears throat> and just backstory on both of the characters more and like a more fleshed out world. Like I'd want a whole episode in the cat world. Like just seeing yeah. everything they had going on there because there's just so much that wasn't explained. Yeah. 
and like backstory on the mask seller too like he was an interesting character even though he was a dick bag yeah yeah no i agree there's there's a lot of stuff that that is that needs fleshing out i if um if i were to rewrite it i would definitely tone down her advancing i think i would make it more internal rather than external Mm-hmm. So still keep at the same level of of obsessiveness kind of over her feelings for him. Because teenage girls around that time, preteen girls, are definitely obsessive. Trust me, I went through it. You hyper focus. It's a it's a thing. Um and uh I mean like girls like you see it all the time, but like girls and like boy bands, like One Direction or Justin Bieber or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they hyper focus on it and become obsessive with it. And it's just figuring out how to deal with emotions that you're suddenly getting thrust upon you, you know? It's just a little bit different when they're an idol versus when they're someone who's actually in your village, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you can touch them. Um and uh so I would definitely make it a lot more internal. I think I would probably give her, like in Bunny Girl Senpai, when he had the journal, she had the, well, they, there were journals all over the place in Bunny Girl Senpai. Um, uh, I would give her a journal, maybe. Have her write journal entries that describe her wanting to do things that were more invasive, but not acting on them. Um, maybe have her, I mean, it's still creepy, though, that she's in a, a cat and is in his house and is... He's talking to her thinking that she's a cat and she's not a cat. That's still creepy. But I feel like you could tone it down in a way to where it's not as excessive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'd make it more internal. And have her confess about being the cat as opposed to have him finding out from somebody else. And then have him get mad about it. I'd be like, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree on that point as well. Because it was... Yeah, because he was just immediately okay with it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know a single teenage boy that would be okay with a cat actually being a girl from his class. No, no. Like, that's invasive. So have him, you know what I'd do? I'd have her confess, I, and but like, as a cat that is speaking to him in human form, I guess? Like, I don't know, like, she's like about to become full cat, right? Have her confess. He doesn't know that she's kind of signed her life away. That's what I'd do. I'd have the mask seller say, okay, you've got five minutes before you're a cat permanently. Like, before you're a cat permanently. And then she doesn't, like, before I take your mask, right? And she uses that five minutes or however long to tell him. He gets really angry, yells at her. Then she runs off. The mask seller takes her human mask. She becomes a full cat. And then she's, like, depressed and everything. And then he figures out that she's then gone missing. And that's when the search party all kicks in. That's how I'd do that. Rather than him getting mad at her over the letter. Mm. I'd have him get mad about the confession. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything I would add on to that or change. Because that... Because hmm. I think that needs to be the catalyst for her throwing everything away and running away from her problems. Because... Otherwise, it's just too okay. He's just too fine with it. Yeah, like, instead of having, like, that whole scene of him being like, I hate you there, like, in the classroom, like, have her just storm out the second it gets read. And then, like, let him, like, ponder on it and start to, like, see his feelings towards her kind of, like, shift yeah, and change a little bit. Like, he's starting to... Yeah. Maybe come around to the idea. Mm-hmm. And then once he's coming around to the idea, that's when he finds out that she's actually the cat. 
and then he freaks out all over again because he actually confessed to the cat not knowing it was her so then he's confused and feeling all like all those feelings all over yeah she needs more consequences for being a creep yeah and then like instead of like the gradual turn like make her think that the change is already like fully permanent yeah because i feel like instead of knowing like there's a time limit but not truly knowing when the time limit is doesn't give like that true sense of urgency that like you kind of need to give well i was kind of confused about the time limit in the film because they kept saying that it was locked when the blossom happens like once the tree blossoms you're stuck you're stuck you're stuck but the tree bloomed and they weren't stuck they turn back afterwards. I think it was because he's only able to take their essence whenever it blooms. And so since oh. he never fully took her essence, like he like yeeted it out of her, but he couldn't actually store it. Right. Which I feel like they kind of took a knack out of uh, Dragon Ball's playbook on this. Because there was a technique that Master Roshi had of where he could like trap somebody and like their soul in a vase. Okay. And so I was watching this and I was like, you know, this reminds me of something. This really reminds me of something. A genie in a bottle. Yes. Rub the clay pot, <laughs> get a cat. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. It's just creepy. <laughs> yeah. Real creep. Give it 6.5. Yeah. If these were adults, this would not work out anywhere at all the same way. It's no. only because... It's a girl invading a guy's privacy and their children that I think that this past executive's approving it. Mm -hmm. Because if it had been reverse gender or if it had been adults, no way. (laughs) No, absolutely not. And I feel like it wouldn't have suited like the story or the narrative either at that point. No, no. Yeah. But anyway, those are my thoughts. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Solid six and a half. Definitely not bad. Definitely not bad. I enjoyed it. It was great. The first bit was a little hard to... Swallow. Yeah. But once that was all said and done, it was a good film. I definitely mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Netflix, you you didn't let me down. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely one. well made. It's it's well produced. The voice acting was great. The animation was, was nice. Uh, it's, it's very mediocre, I guess, in a lot of ways like that. Um and uh, and the story was overall good. Like, I like the idea of the story. I just don't think that the execution was quite where it should be. Mm-hmm. Sound design was very mediocre. Story was good. Animation was mediocre. Later turned good. Mm-hmm. But overall, not, like, not bad. Not terrible. Not bad. It was, it was in my head, it, it's being labeled as creepy. That's just, I can't get over it. It's just creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of... That's kind of the lingering bit out of it. Yeah, that's my lingering feeling. That uh, That's not good when your lingering feeling is it's creepy. Yeah. Um, and it's not a thriller or a horror. If it was a thriller or a horror, it would be fine. This isn't. This is supposed to be a sweet little children's film, and I'm just feeling... It's 2020. You can't have people invading other people's privacy like that. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. If this film was made in the 90s, I'd have more, like, I'd be more lax about it. You know? Mm-hmm. But this is a modern film. It came out a month ago. Yeah. Which I'm honestly surprised there hasn't been, like, any backlash about it whatsoever. At least not that it's I've because seen. It's because I, I swear it's because it's a girl invading a guy's privacy. That's why there hasn't been any backlash. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, still with the current state of the world, like you would have thought. Yeah, maybe it's got swept under the rug just because of the the craziness of everything. Maybe. I'm actually curious if there has been any backlash. Because I haven't seen any backlash, but maybe it's just because I haven't looked for it. Well, I mean, as much as I'm, like, following anime stuff on Twitter and Instagram, you'd think that I would have seen something. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen either. anything out of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't Anyways, know. I think we've rambled enough. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a hair. So. Just a touch. Next week, Children Who Chase Lost Voices. I'm looking forward to discussing this one with you as well. Yes, Since I'm so looking right, forward to discussing this There are some comparable one. bits, but also it's just, it'll be nice to compare and see which one we like better than the other because we're still stepping away from the Chibli and, uh, uh, uh Miyazaki? No, no Miyazaki's Chibli. Shinkai. Um, there we go. Shinkai. That's right. I would hit it again eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that'll be fun to discuss and. Yes. sit down and whatnot but yeah i'm excited to discuss jojo chase lost voices because it, it does kind of remind me of ghibli but also like darker mm-hmm. yeah i totally feel you on that I, yeah like i'm glad we decided to cover it because it was definitely i think brought up your wheelhouse of like, oh yeah film liking more than yeah any of the other films that we've covered so far 100 percent, 100 percent. it's been on my to watch list for a while and i'm so glad that um that I did watch it because I, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go into it. Oh yeah, very excited. So you can look forward to that for next week, and then. But outside of that, you can find the absolutely lovely Blue Lavender on Twitch Monday through Saturday, except for Wednesdays and Sundays at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can also mm-hmm. find her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. And you can also find an absolutely adorable Instagram for her golden at the best Tilly Bean. Yeah. And if you are interested in Brad, um, you will no longer be able to find him on Twitch. Uh, unfortunately, it's so sad. But don't <laughs> be too sad because he does have many fun projects coming out, um, including lots of voice acting stuff. All of his links for voice acting stuff are going to be on our BNB anime website um but then he also has an instagram where i'm sure he's going to keep you all updated on things that he's working on on projects on fun things um which is at brad carter gaming and he also runs a super fun instagram account um of cacti uh at the adorable prick which is a hilarious handle that i laugh at every single time uh he also runs our bnb um instagram account where he makes a whole bunch of memes so if you like memes brad is the man behind the memes uh go check out our instagram account there at bnb anime uh, we also have a twitter the same handle which i try and run but i'm not the best at posting on it sorry um <laughs> and um yeah and then just our regular website which is uh com where we also have an archive of all of our previous uh, episodes. If you missed one, uh, we also have all of our archives on YouTube as well, which is BNB Anime. And BNB Anime Projects is where we have some fun voice acting stuff that Brad and I have worked on together. And there will be a new project uploaded onto that in the coming week or so, I think. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting. I'm excited to see it because yeah, all I know is, is I'm recording the voices on it, so I have no clue how it's actually going to turn out. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've already recorded the voices on mine, so they are sent off and approved by the director, which is nice. I like to have that out of the way. Uh, so best of luck to you, Brad, for recording yours. Um, I am looking forward to getting told no, absolutely not, about 12 times like I did last <laughs> time. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to work on it, especially considering this is your first time syncing, right? Yes, I have never tried to sync before, so this will. this is definitely going to be interesting and it's going to be challenging considering everything else that's going on so i'm looking forward to the challenge because i feel like i'm only going to get stronger from here i feel like goku you know you kick the shit out of me and i come back even stronger to kick your ass that's that's how i feel that's how it works well best of luck best of luck (laughs) (laughs) but yeah thank you all so much for listening blue and i greatly appreciate it we will catch y'all next week for children who chase lost voices and until then we'll catch y'all next time bye-bye bye